What's up, everybody, and welcome into this Money in the Bank post show. I'm Jonathan Hood from Good Karma Wrestling and from the ctjreport.net. It is CJ Taylor. He is with us right here for our Money in the Bank post show. Thanks so much for being with us, man. Man, thanks for having me again. Man, what a uh, that, was, that was a crazy show. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, and it starts with the fans, right? Starts with the fans in London. There have always been great fans in the UK, but they were just at the O2 Arena. They were just overjoyed that they got themselves a major pay per view and mm-hmm. they were able to celebrate from the beginning to the end. They didn't yeah. let the wrestlers down. So, shout out to the fans for sure. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, and, and we'll get to the, the John Cena part a little later on. Um, but London may be very deserving of a WrestleMania at this point. But we'll, we'll get to that in a second. That's for sure. So let's go through the show, and uh, we want to get your thoughts as well. Again, GKW underscore wrestling is where you can find us on Twitter. Of course, we've got our YouTube as well. You see it on the bottom here. Good Karma Wrestling every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, as I team with uh, with Brian and Gabe and yours truly. We give you the best in wrestling conversation. But this is a pop-up special for you, the wrestling fan, and Money in the Bank. We had to talk about it, right? So we start off first, CJ, the Money in the Bank ladder match with – Damian Priest, Nakamura, L.A. Knight, uh, Escobar with Butch. Right, you've got Logan Paul and you've got Ricochet. So, you know, the betting favorite was supposed to be L.A. Knight or either Logan Paul. If Logan Paul mm-hmm. won, okay, so social media wise, it would blow up. If it's L.A. Yeah. Knight, that's the favorite. But that's not what the WWE does, though. They make you yeah. wait. It ends up being uh, Damian Priest. What do you think of the matchup? Uh, overall, I thought the matchup was strong. Some really cool spots. I was jotting down some notes, you know, as I was watching this. Um, uh, the Shinsuke knee uh, off the top rope that hits uh, Damien uh, while he was on the ladder. That was a pretty cool spot. Um, a couple other spots uh, during the match that was pretty cool, too. I actually uh, thought that Damien, Damien Priest would win because uh, I, I think there's the storyline of uh, the, the potential, you know, breakup of the, the Judgment Day, then, you know, possibly getting, you know, jealous uh, of Damien having a briefcase and possibly cashing in on Seth. Um, I, I thought that Damien winning would further that story, you know, uh, going going forward. So, and plus, I mean, D- Damien's had a pretty cool, like, six months. Um, so I, I think this is kind of well-deserved for him. This is kind of like, hey, you got beat by Bad Bunny. Here you go. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, and no disrespect to Bad Bunny, but someone had to take right. the call, right? You're in Puerto yeah. Rico. It could have worked either way, but Bad Bunny's not losing in Puerto Rico. And Damian Priest, he's been taking, he's had some really good matches and taking mm-hmm. the fall on a number yeah. of matches. This is a reward for everything that he's done. What I'm mad about is that you did not call me or text me because I could have bet on this. If you had thought that Damian <laughs> Priest was going to win, you should have hit a brother up and just say, hey, put up $200 on Damian Priest because from yeah. a booking standpoint, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I was I was kind of like you or a lot of the fans, the sentimental favorite was L.A. Knight. Like, that dude is just organically over everywhere he goes. You know, they're, you know, cheering for him. You know, he gets crazy ovations, loud pops. But then in my mind, if I'm thinking like Vince, organically over, eh, we're going to wait a little while for him, uh, you know, to put him in some more meaningful matches. But let's give it to the guy, you know, that that probably deserves it. Not to say that LA Knight doesn't, but I, I was just, something just told me that it would be 
it would just be too right if LA Knight ended up taking a briefcase. Yeah, I mean, I get it. And somewhere down the line, he's going to be a champion. So I totally oh, yeah. get that. But I just, I'm happy for him because he's gotten over, right? I mean, right. He, he is a hybrid of the rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's who he is. You know, yeah. he, I mean, close your eyes and listen to him speak. He's both of those guys and he's over. Oh, yeah. One little catchphrase, yeah. wherever WWE goes, he gets a reaction. And that was not in the cards. He was supposed to be a heel. But I think mm-hmm. that, you know, you know how we are as fans. We'll just take it over. Like, no, you screwed this guy in this whole Wyndham Rotunda fiend situation, yeah. right? You you screwed him. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to put him over, kind of like Daniel Bryan in that way. And so I, I've seen interviews with L.A. Knight recently. CJ, he's surprised himself. He surprised mm-hmm. himself. Like, wow, I'm getting a lot of ov- ovation. He didn't expect that. Yeah, um, he's he's kind of... You know, we've seen this before, whether it was with uh, uh, Miro, who used to be Rusev, or, you know, other wrestlers who were able to get over organically. Uh, you, you do kind of feel surprised by all of that. I'm wondering, though, if, and I don't think they're necessarily going to put him in, in the world title picture since he's over on, on SmackDown with, with Roman, but could he be the guy that takes out Austin Theory and wins the U.S. title? Uh, your lips to God's ears. Anytime they want to do that, <laughs> live, live event, Raw, SmackDown, yeah. whenever you want to do that, I'm totally good with it. Yes, totally good with it. So, but when you go through the list, Logan Paul, Logan Paul was like the second favorite on Bet US. I can understand mm-hmm. why Logan Paul would be Money in the Bank because, as you well know, as a longtime wrestling fan, he's not supposed to look this good. And it, it is amazing. It's like he's been a wrestler for 20 years, smooth in the ring, knows his spot. He's a heel, loves to be a heel, and, and he's got a great following. So if he would have won it, it wouldn't have surprised me. No, it, it wouldn't have surprised me either. Like you said, he has the, the social media following. Um, that that would have been obviously great for WWE as well. The heat definitely would have come with it, you know, with him uh, winning the briefcase. So uh, him winning, yeah. Probably not surprising at all. But again, for me personally, I'm a Damian Priest fan, so I was happy that he ended up winning the briefcase. But, you know, Butch was a favorite in the crowd, too. We kind of forgot. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, UK Butch. They didn't yeah. mind. He would have won it either. You know, something about him, right? So I watched him at uh, NXT UK, CJ, and mm-hmm. I, and I want, that's why I started falling in love with this guy, right? I was like, look at this guy. I mean, he's stomping on fingers. He's, yeah. like, he's separating fingers. It's like this this little bastard is pretty interesting, right? Yeah. He's just a little bit of a step off on, on the main mm-hmm. roster, right? Where it's like he should be a heel. Yeah. And he's a baby face. And that makes me think he's a little bit of a step off. I like some of the spots he had there. Escobar was the long, like the dark horse. He wasn't going right. to win. Nakamura was going to win. But Butch, though, right. had a great response in the UK. He did. He did. Um, Actually, as I was watching that match and just kind of, you know, paying attention to the pops, uh, well, Shinsuke got the pop because they love the song. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the loudest pop went to to Butch, you know, as he was yeah. as he was coming in, obviously being the, the hometown favorite. So uh, then L.A. Knight came in and then he got the loudest pop. But Butch got a really nice pop. Um, they need to figure out something to, to do with with him uh, because he's like you said, he's a fantastic performer. He's got a mean streak in him. You know, he, he he enjoys pain, you know, those type of things. So, yeah, I hope they can do something with him, you know, going forward. They pretty much told Ricochet, hey, just do your spots. 
He's yeah. amazing. Like, no, no disrespect to Ricochet. He knows his role out there and he keeps it exciting, keeps it moving. Absolutely. Um, he uh he had a couple of nice spots in there too. I think it was the that 450 splash to uh Butch and Santos oh. on the ladder. That was crazy. Um that, that was a really cool spot. Can did they purchase new ladders because those ladders are like pretty unforgiving like they did not bend or break at all you know uh, it's, during it's, that match. it's funny you mentioned that i thought they were a little bit more sturdy than usual yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like because uh, i i thought at least when he hit that 450 splash oh yeah the ladder's gonna break in half and you yeah. get that cool spot and it didn't i was like oh man okay cool <laughs> crazy but I, but shout out to all those guys in the ladder match. It really set the tone for the yeah. show. And to see uh, Damian Priest win, uh, a lot of respect for him. I've been watching him since he was in the Indies. He has mm-hmm. an opportunity here, and he was able to pay dividends in the World Heavyweight Title match, which we'll get to a little bit later on in our review. So yeah. so okay, here's the great thing, right? This is this is two guys that you're watching right now, and listening to that are old school wrestling fans that realize mm-hmm. that. If you're going to pay money for pay-per-view, you want to see something that's unexpected. And I think think that Triple H understood that, too. You're in London. You've got to be able to have some things that you're not expecting. And that was the second match, right? I was thinking bathroom break, popcorn match, turn the water on, you know, know, give the lawn a nice soaking. When Ronda Rousey is out there, right, she's out there with um, Shayna Baszler against Morgan and Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, yes, they never really lost the tag team t- titles. Let's see what Morgan can do coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. And then the split happened, CJ. Like, wait, that wasn't in the cards. Like, nobody had that on their WWE Money in the Bank bingo card that Rousey and Baszler would split up. Yeah, that was um, – that for me, that was going to be the popcorn match, the take-a-break match because yeah. you just assume – that you know Rousey and and uh, Shayna was going to go over, um, but you know Shayna turning on on Rousey. Seeds were kind of planted about a I don't know close to a year ago, but they never did anything with it. So to to bring it back, I'm not going to call it long term booking. I just think no. they decided to do it. <laughs> no. um, but here's here's the question I have for you: uh, yeah. Who's the face in this one? Uh, well. This is Vince McMahon trying to say, I'm going to turn Ronda Rousey a baby face, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. This before, right? It's like, yeah. you know, people don't, for a long time, Rousey came out there with a smile because I'm sure mm-hmm. that she went through Gorilla and Vince was there. Smile, damn it. You're a baby face. <laughs> Goddamn smile, right? right? All that, right? And Rousey on social media and different outlets said, I hate the fans, pretty much. I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. Because of the social media aspect. They want a wrestler. They don't want someone that's trying to learn how to wrestle. And mm-hmm. Rousey's, Rousey's a name. But think about it, CJ. She's been around so long, I don't even think of her as an MMA star, a former MMA star. She's just, yeah. I know this, I know that's what she is. Yeah. But, but that's not, that's the, not what I think of first. I think of someone that just gets booed a lot. From mm-hmm. WWE fans, and this is almost Vince or Triple H trying to say, you know, we can't turn Shayna into a babyface, but we're going to try with Rousey one more time because of the merch and everything else, and they want to be able yeah. to sell a women, a woman MMA star. And so I think that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to do everything they can to turn her a babyface. They got the she's got the round the Rowdy Roddy Piper like T-shirt, and it still didn't yeah. get over. So yeah. 
I mean, that's I, that's what I think. What do you think? Uh, I'm, I completely agree with you. I, I think this as soon as it happened, I was like, oh god, they're gonna try to turn her face again. Yeah. They're gonna try to. They're gonna try this one more time. I just. I just don't think it's going to work. I don't think the, the the fans are into Rousey that way. Um, but, you know, she still sells merch. You know, she's still going to get viewers. She's going to get eyes on her. Um, but it's it's just kind of that, from a fan's perspective, it's like, yeah, we kind of don't want to see her, you know, but we do. But I, I just think that, Having her as as a face going forward, the fans are going to cheer for Shayna. Yeah, for two re- for two reasons. One, because they don't like Rousey, and two, I think for a lot of fans, Shayna's been misused mightily uh, ever since she's been called up to the to the main roster. Uh, arguably, the the greatest NXT Women's Champion in in that brand's history, and she's just kind of floundered around for comedy acts or random tag team acts or you know, they may give her a shot here or there for a title, but you know she's not going to win. Uh, when you talk about someone who should be like a, a monster heel in the women's division, you're, you're looking at Shayna Baszler. And for whatever reason, they just don't seem to want to pull the trigger on her. So this feud that they're going to have coming up, everybody wants Shayna to win. I want Shayna to win. So it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that going forward. Uh- you know, the worst thing that could happen is indifference. Mm. But I'm just saying, you put them in the ring, it's like, and the fans would be like, yeah, so. And, and I think, here's what I think. I think the fans have respected Baszler because she's hung in there and she's yeah. turned into somewhat of a sports entertainer along with the stuff that she does. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it was a square peg in a round hole watching her at NXT. I was like, yeah. what, is she, what is she trying to do? Or will this work, right? And right. so, so this will be interesting to see the reaction from the fans. Mm-hmm. London gets over. Uh, Savannah, Georgia may not. <laughs> the same, man. Like, you know, yeah. certain, certain things get over in certain places. I just don't know yeah. how this works long term. So, but I, I want to just say I'm happy that it wasn't a popcorn match because what happened in the end, we didn't expect. So at least we mm-hmm. got that, right? Yeah, exactly. It was it was a standard match, but the turn, you know, just made it made the match, you know, a, a little better. Am I in order here? Is the Intercontinental Championship match next? Yes. Is that next? Okay. That was next. Yeah. All right. So Gunther uh, in his matchup, just dominating Matt Riddle. So I saw this match in progress. You know, you go online and get yourself a secret mm-hmm. link, and you go, you get a chance to see some stuff on progress. Yeah. I'm gonna have to sneak you that link because. That match on the Indies or in the UK Indies is phenomenal. It's it's, it's okay. as good as it's as good as you think it would be, right? It's Matt Riddle, right? Yeah. You know, so besides the you know the you know the pineapples or birds, whatever flying out of his ass, you know, <laughs> yeah. like before that, that guy was a, a killer, and he was. Yeah. And I watched Gunter as Walter on the mm-hmm. Indies in the UK, and he was amazing. So yeah. we only got a little glimpse of what that looks like. The storyline mm-hmm. was very clear that that uh, Gunther was going to work on Riddle's foot and ankle, and so Gunther had Riddle tap out. But if you see that match again, especially on live events or what they used to do, man, that mm-hmm. match can be a banger. It really can be. Yeah, I, I I felt as I was watching that match that it seemed like they, either because of WWE style or whatever, it just seemed like these two 
didn't take it up to the gear that I think they really wanted to. Uh, you and I both have watched uh, Gunter as he was Walter in NXT UK. Yeah. Uh, riddled with his MMA background and and the way he used to wrestle uh, before he got to WWE. You know, maybe you save that for SummerSlam. Maybe they have a blow off. You know, a blow off match. Maybe Riddle gets another shot at it, and then they can really like tear the roof off. But I was really expecting them to just like just you know hit on all cylinders, and it it, it was a good match. You know, it was a fine match. Um, but I just felt that they they didn't take it up to uh, to to that next level. It was just missing a little something. And Walter going over, obviously Walter Gunter going over. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Gunter going over obviously uh is the key here. It's it's uh really easy to see that they are all in on this guy. Um he, he's a star. Um he is is what you need in, in a superstar, especially from the heel perspective. Yeah. Um, he, he might be the top heel on, on the smack uh the SmackDown brand. Um that's that's the type of, of star that you're looking for. I'm I'm really a big Gunter fan uh, as well, just Imperium as as a whole. Um, but um, uh, then we get the surprise. As, out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> we get this. I mean, Gunter didn't even get what ten seconds to celebrate his win before Drew's music hits, and you know he comes out and uh, you know hits uh, Gunter with a claymore. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. If this is going to be the match at SummerSlam instead of maybe part two with Riddle and uh, and Gunther, I'll take that too. Uh, I just think um, Drew, when you've won the world title, of course, without fans, um, you don't get that cheer in front of fans. You, you lost to Roman, you know, in your home country, and you just haven't been able to get back since. Uh, you kind of feel like ah, Drew's just been done just a little dirty, not not terribly, but just yeah. a little dirty. That you want to see him, you know, hoist that championship up in front of fans. And I don't know if the Intercontinental Championship would be enough for him to hoist in front of fans, but I, I still think that Drew needs uh, a world title run uh, in front of fans. But I don't think well, it's gonna happen. Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know, I don't know his contract status because I thought his contract was running out soon. I did too. I thought he wasn't coming back. You know how they do it though. It's like if you have injury, whatever you miss that you that you yeah. miss, they tack on to the back end of a contract. I don't know his yeah. contract status. I think oh the fourth of July holiday will find out exactly um, what his contract status is. But I thought that he was, you know, just gone and just off the yeah. TV because they couldn't find anything creatively for him. But yes, I do want to see a big man match uh, between Gunther and McIntyre. I think that'd be great. Um, but again, we talk about pay per views, right? Can I have a surprise? I mean, it's the UK. You know what would have been mm-hmm. a surprise? Yeah, I got a surprise. How about let Drew McIntyre win a Clash of the Castle? How about that? That would have been a surprise. I don't know. His own country. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was he, – he, they had me. I was like, yeah, this is going to happen now, and it didn't. So if that's the IC title, if that's what he's destined for, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was um, uh, all in all a good match between uh, Gunter and, and, and Riddle. Um, like I said, it's a little step below of I think what they could have done. Yeah. Um, and then from that point, <laughs> we get Dominic Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes. And uh, first off, Rhea Ripley, respectfully. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, but uh, that's all. Just respectfully. Oh, yeah. just respectfully. We'll, we'll, okay. Yeah, just we'll, we'll leave it there. Respectfully. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but this was um, uh, a, a match that everyone in the building knew that Cody was going to win, and uh, uh, Dom had his his couple of shots in there, but. Um, uh, there was nothing in that match. I mean, that that's a match I have that probably could have taken place on Raw. Um, I, I didn't think uh, much of the match uh, from that standpoint. Uh, you go out there, Cody gets his pop. You know, everybody sings along to a song. He does his thing and, and gets the win going forward. Um, it just seems like Cody's in the holding pattern until we get to him and Brock, you know, at, at SummerSlam. And Dom is just kind of little in the wind as, as well as he just kind of hangs on to the the, uh, the coattails of Rhea. So that was just kind of a match that kind of came out of nowhere and they had it. And now we move on to something else. Well, I mean, it doesn't hurt Dom because Dom is, um, yeah, you know, a, a heat seeker. Yes. That's one thing. And then Cody wins. <clears throat> you know what I really liked? Cody took, takes off the sleeve, right? I mean, right. he, doesn't, he doesn't have the cast. I thought he's going to do this for 10 years, like, you know, Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> he's just going to keep that on, like, for the entire, his entirety with WWE. They took oh. it off. Looks like he's healed. Yeah, it looks like looks like he's ready to go, and, and we'll finally get that blow-off match with, with him and Brock at, at SummerSlam. Uh, but to your point about, you know, Dom with the heat and why this loss won't hurt him. Yeah. Yeah, wrestlers kill for that type of heat that that Dom just just organically gets. And the way he kind of feeds into it and plays into it um, is is really top notch. I've I've actually been impressed with his growth as as a performer and as a character um, since he uh, started with with his father. Uh, he's really, you know, shown the, the the chops, you know, both inside and outside of the ring with his character. So, um, what happens with him going forward? Obviously, he'll continue to be with the the Judgment Day and Rhea. Um, but it, overall, just been impressed with you know how he's he's been able to to handle all of this because there was there was a point where people were like eh, I don't know if I really want to see Dom you know in the yeah. ring but he, he he's really grown uh, over the past year. Uh, Rhea, respectively, respectively, respectively. 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 Yes. Okay, <laughs> she was looking good as always. Um, uh, yeah. So then we get to John Cena. Are we are we on the right back path here? Yeah. John yeah. Cena comes out of nowhere. They're promoting something. They take a, a like a little pan of the crowd, and then John mm -hmm. Cena's music comes out. I thought he was like a troll from Austin Theory, but no, yeah. it's actually John Cena. He comes out. I, I was uh, legitimately surprised uh, that Cena uh, was there in London to to um, come out and kind of promo. Um, I was wondering. I was like, "All right, Cena's here. Yeah, it, what? What's he that can, you, you just don't bring John Cena in to just cut a random promo and say hi to the crowd and 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 then go back home? Um, I, I think um, I think that planted the seeds of, of maybe having a WrestleMania at Wembley in London, uh, probably in a couple of years. And <laughs> you don't think it's gonna happen? No, no, it will happen. But yeah. the way that John explained it was interesting, right? Because mm -hmm. he told, he shot with the audience. It's like, 
pretty much saying without saying Vince did not want to have a WrestleMania in London because there was anti-UK for a long time because of the time oh, yeah. difference, all that yeah. nonsense, right? Which like it really matters. But just right. what but he really shot with the audience and say, Yeah, they didn't want to come here because you guys take over the audience. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you have a WrestleMania or a major event in London, it's bizarro world. It's mm-hmm. bizarre, like that. That just used to just drive me up the wall after yeah. WrestleMania. You got an international crowd, they like their favorites, and yeah, it was piped into Michael Cole or whomever to say, Hey, whatever you're seeing from this crowd is bizarro world, it's not real, mm-hmm. it is real. The, the yeah. London crowd want has wanted this since Davy Boy versus uh Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. And this is early 90s, right? I mean, they've wanted this yeah. for a long time. And so just to plant the seed that, hey, there could be a WrestleMania, I know that London's going to be all for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I never understood that either, uh, this this whole bizarre world or you're going to, you know, international places or the crowd, you know, taking over. But you want your crowd to, you know, really be invested from start to finish. We saw how hot that crowd was um, at Clash of the Castle. Uh, last year. You saw how hot that crowd was when they were in Puerto Rico uh, earlier this year. It's just a, a different vibe. It adds to the, the the pay-per-view experience, you know, if you're watching on on, on TV, to just see the crowd, you know, there from, from start to finish. You know, there are no lulls because they are that invested in, in watching the product. So I don't see why they would, wouldn't want to go there. I would love to go there you know, if I were the WWE all the time to get those type of, you know, crowd reactions to have that out of a crowd, you know, for your entire car, top to bottom, who wouldn't want that? The UK just across the board is just hot. It's just hot. CJ, just like from little pubs to mm-hmm. mediocre, you know, middle, you know, middle size arenas to what we saw at the O2. They're just hot. They just love wrestling. It's just been in them for a long time. And I just think that it's interesting to hear John Cena just kind of plant the seed, like, what if there's a WrestleMania yeah. here? And the reason yeah. why they do you know why they do that, right? They did that because AEW is gonna have a big show in August and, yeah. and it's gonna be sold out. And mm-hmm. they just want to be like, Hey, I know AEW is coming here in August, but what if we have the biggest event of them yeah. all, the granddaddy of all WrestleMania? Of course they'd be down for it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if they could get Wembley and then get the whole stadium, not just oh. you know 50, 60,000 that uh, AEW is going to get if they can get the entire stadium in there, 80, 85,000 people in, in Wembley Stadium for a WrestleMania. That would just that would be insane. Uh, of course, they would they would love it. When you get these interruptions, like a Grayson Waller or somebody else doing that to The Rock back in the day, like does that resonate the same as Grayson Waller coming out? Like I barely know who he is. I've seen him on TV, but I barely on it. And he comes out there and interrupts John Cena. It's kind of like, really, like fluff. Yeah, it, yeah. It was, it was. Um, yeah, him coming out there. I was like, uh, okay, so uh, John, John must really love the business uh, to be able to to give a rub to uh, to Grayson Waller, you know, yeah. for for that little promo, that little little segment. And then, you know, it got a little physical between the two of them. So I don't know if that sets up, you know, uh, a slight program for them down the car, uh, down the, uh, the ladder, maybe at SummerSlam or something else. Uh, but, I mean, credit, kudos to John, John Cena, you know, for that. Uh, I mean, because first it was Austin Theory, and he didn't have to do that at all. <laughs> but, uh, 
you know, he went ahead and, and gave Austin Theory to rub, and now it looks like he's going to do the same thing for for uh, for Grayson. So, uh, you know, it, hopefully these these young guys can take that that rub that they're getting from you know guys like Cena and and really run with it because you don't, you know, those those opportunities you you just got to take advantage of them. Well, it's still in question as to whether or not Austin Theory has been able to really relish from that you know, rub that he got from beating Cena at WrestleMania. But, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with Grayson. But I, I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, really? Hmm. Grayson. It's like another, yeah. another <laughs> it's, it's the It's the Rock's spot. So it's yeah. like, just yeah. that's what it is. Like, okay, someone's going to interrupt Cena, the all-time great, as Michael Cole said, the greatest of all time. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, I do too. I don't know why he said that, but it, he's. I, saw, I feel like he's playing the seeds for something. Um, yeah. So then we go to the women's Money in the Bank match, mm-hmm. and it's Selena Vega, it's Becky, it's Zoe Stark, it's uh, uh, Bailey, it is EO Sky, Trish Stratus, and who am I missing? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Maybe not. Maybe that's it. No, it was just six. I believe it was just six women. And, and, Trish, and, and Trish. Yeah. And Trish Stratus. Boy, let me tell you, I can make a real argument with you that the women's Money in the Bank was better than the men's only because I know it sounds bad mm-hmm. but when the women take bumps like that like the men it's like mm-hmm. wow man I saw some whiplash effect stuff on a veteran yeah. like Trish Stratus I saw some stuff there some spots there was Zelina Vega like mm-hmm. she's only 98 pounds man she's doing some yeah. stuff I'm not trying to be sexist to, to you I'm not saying that the women can't do it I'm just saying right. that there was some there was some indie uh, unnecessary oh, yeah. spots made by the women <laughs> that made me was it made me actually more impressed than the men yeah. overall. I don't know if you feel the same, but that's kind of how I felt. No, I, as I was watching that match, I'm trying to look at my notes here. The um, uh, EO Sky doing the uh, the uh, EO Sky, I think, had a moonsault off the ladder, and yeah. like, <laughs> like, okay, EO, I think, um. Uh, uh, the coat red front uh, that Zelina hit on um, on Zoe Stark off the ladder onto another ladder, like that. That was probably the best spot of the night. Uh, was was that one? Uh, I mean, the women went all out for this one, and you had uh, what I liked about it was it it, it brought in several different storylines. So you you know you continued the, the the Becky Trish Zoe Stark thing. Um, you had the, the Bailey EO, you know, thing kind of going on um, in that as well. And they just, they, they just decided we're, we're just going to go all out. We're, we're going to, we're going to outdo the men on this one. We're, we're going to do some hellacious spots. You know, it, it looked violent. It looked, you know, brutal. And the, the ending uh, was just perfect. Uh, with with EO Sky, you know, handcuffing <laughs> Becky to Bailey to you know again set up that further distrust between uh, Becky and EO. I mean uh, Bailey and EO. So yeah, uh, yeah all in all, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I thought the women's uh, Money in the Bank match was probably probably the strongest match uh, of the night from a from a storytelling perspective, and then just uh, the spots that they put on and just how hard the women went. Uh, in, in that match, it, it was very entertaining from start to finish. Just watching Becky and Bailey handcuffed to one another, as Becky earlier in the match had a handcuff. It was just the one wrist, and then yeah. Sky with the presence of mind to be able to put those handcuffs where Becky and Bailey are handcuffed, and Sky is able to win. 
uh, I'm looking at the press conference as we do this show, and I did see Bailey uh, and EO Sky sitting side by side. No kayfabe. Um, yeah. Press I'm looking at it right now. Then they were they're sitting side by side. Um, you would think that Bailey be kind of pissed off, and mm-hmm. but you know, you know, I really liked when we saw the faction that Bailey was leading. I thought it was new and fresh. Yeah. But this is EO Sky's time. There's no question about it. Yeah, uh, it's 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 been a really a long time coming for EO. I thought she was in uh, NXT a little too long, um, and I thought she should have been called up to the main main roster a while ago uh, before she actually did come up to the main roster. Uh, when you talk about you know fantastic you know performers, at least from the women's uh, roster perspective, I mean, much has been made about the four horsewomen, and you know that's obviously solidified. Um, you know, much has been made uh, about Bianca Belair, and that's also, you know, been solidified. But when you look at some, a performer like Eo Sky, and, you know, if you have a chance, audiences really go back and watch some of her matches, you know, in NXT or in the Indies, like, she is one of the best in the world. And I'm talking about everybody, no matter what promotion, you know, that you watch. Eo Sky is really that damn good. And uh, it, it should be her time now. Uh, and the the possibilities now between her and Asuka in a feud, sign me up for that 10 yeah. times out of 10. Give me that WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. She doesn't have to. She can hold on to the belt, uh, to the Money in the Bank briefcase until WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, just, just give me that. I, I want to see that match. That's been one of my... You know, dream matches ever since EO Sky got to you. Uh, NXT was like, give me her and Oscar. I just want to see those two go at each other uh, because it, it's it's new, it's fresh, at least from the WWE perspective. And those two just know how to go. And I, I think uh, from from Oscar's perspective, she's also kind of you know uh, uh, stepped it up a bit in terms of her aggression, you know, in the ring and, and things like that. So. Give me those two all day, all night. Um, Seth Rollins against Finn Balor for the World's Heavyweight Championship. Okay, so you kind of knew that Seth Rollins would go over. Mm-hmm. I just um, – I'm trying to figure out where Finn Balor goes. Like, the story is fine. Like, Judgment Day, you can see yeah. this, like, four cars, four different people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I see. It's kind of like it was – a. I think it's better without Edge. And I think that they've done something they made – Chicken salad out of chicken, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I, so I thought this match is is a good match, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, Finn turned it up a little bit, obviously, to lead into this matchup. Mm-hmm. But Seth, you knew he was going to win, but I just like the finish because Damian Priest is there at ringside, and his like tactic was really the difference. He stands up, and Finn Balor's on the top rope and thinking. Okay, if I beat Seth, are you going to beat me? Just a little mind games that happen right Mm -hmm. there in order for Finn to lose. I guess my point is, is like, where does Finn go from here? That's going to be the interesting thing uh, going forward with the Judgment Day. You know, does does, uh, Damian Priest do to him what he did to Edge? Yeah. You know, they're standing up there and, you know, uh, Damian cuts a promo of, you know, we're only as strong as leak, the weakest link, and Finn, you're it. You know, and he he ultimately turns, you know, on Finn. Um, 
Finn's another one of those those guys that uh, uh, has uh, the the world title uh, has yeah. eluded him. Yeah, uh, or that world title push, you know, has eluded him. And maybe he does. Maybe later on down the line, maybe it's a SummerSlam thing that Finn gets over on Seth, and then the cash in happens. Oh, the cash in. <laughs> The cash in. You you think that so you think that he could be world boy champion at some point? Seth, I'm talking about Seth's title, not Roman's title. Yeah, because uh, 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 yeah, whoever won the men's briefcase tonight was going after Seth. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that, uh, a Roman's thing is not has never been in question uh, because WWE can't figure out how they can make Roman lose, and they still haven't figured it out yet. Right, uh, but. Um, Yes, yeah, Finn could take the title off of, of you. You have at least a number of challengers that could take the title off of, of Seth because, again, it's a bit more believable. You know, uh, it, it does set the a multitude of storylines that you can go in. You know, should Seth, you know, be defeated, if um, Finn wins, now he's constantly looking over his shoulder because Damien's over the briefcase, or you know, if. Yeah. If Damien if Damien cashes in at some point, he's looking over his shoulder because he knows he's screwed uh, Finn out of a couple of opportunities to win the world title. So um, I, I think it's setting up where it may be the two of them, where mm-hmm. one of them wins the title and the other guy's like, I'm coming for you. And that's how the, the judgment day pretty much gets, you know, split in two. See, the thing is very interesting. Uh, as we have our conversation, make sure you bookmark the ctjreport.net. Uh, that's where you can find uh, CJ Taylor and uh, and his website there. You know, because it's in London, because the show's in London, I am drinking tea. I, 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 I rarely <laughs> do, right? But because of uh, the, the, smoky, uh, the smoky skies of Chicago, never thought I'd ever oh. say that in a sentence. It messed me up, man. It's I've been down for like a couple of days, but I wasn't gonna miss this money in the bank post show. It's been, you know, the air quality has not been good. It's getting better now, but it wasn't good. Yeah. Like and then like broadcasting live four hours at a golf course at seven bridges mm-hmm. outside where the air quality's bad, and then allergies on top of that. So yeah, you're gonna get a raspy hood for a while. I sound tougher with the raspy. Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday wasn't a great day for me either. Uh, no. I was driving to work and was outside for a bit and instantly got a headache. And I was like, yeah. this, this was this was not good. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I'm not going to say excuse my voice because that's how wrestlers talk anyway. Like, exactly. So I'm good. <laughs> so I'm good. It's getting better too. So I, I want to talk about the main event. It's what Roman Reigns said. Roman said, this is not going to be fast food. This is filet mm-hmm. mignon. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Man, yeah. I went through on a, a previous podcast. You guys can go in the archives of Good Karma Wrestling. I went through like the 10 best storylines of my wrestling fandom. Mm-hmm. And there's never been anything quite like this. Uh, and it, wh- why it's interesting is because of Vince McMahon and his penchant to be like, this isn't working or I'm bored. I'm a three plus years of this, right? Yeah. And they're in, But they're not even close to being done. Right, they're not because right. there's more to this. It's like I'm watching this match, 
And I was looking for a five, six star match the way Meltzer talks about it. I just want to see how the story extends. For the first time, mm-hmm. you see the Usos against Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. And just to see how all four of these family members, how they work, was fantastic yeah. in the main event. The the psychology mm-hmm. in this match was just top tier. I mean, it you you got drawn in from an emotional standpoint. You were emotionally invested. The crowd was emotionally invested. And then in the back of your mind, because the story has taken so many twists and turns, you're, you know that there's going to be another twist. There's going to be another turn. So so what happens now? Is Solo going to be the guy that, you know, turns on Roman? Or, or, or does one of the brothers, you know, turn on each other and Roman gets the win? You know, all of these things are playing in your mind as the, as the match goes on and on and on. And just the long-form storytelling. Like I said, three-plus years uh, of this. We haven't seen a storyline like this maybe ever no because it's week in and week out and there's layers right i can give you the horseman versus dusty yeah. i can i can give you that and dusty always needed somebody right mm-hmm. and then someone will always turn on dusty barry windham you know guys yeah. like that like it started with magnum ta and then it was mm-hmm. like jimmy valiant and all these people. like that's a long-term story but I, again it's in the archives i had a whole list like i did von eric's Freebirds. That lasts mm-hmm. a long time until the Von Erichs start, you know, dying. And then yeah. it, it, it actually, what's funny is with the Von Erichs and the, um, and the Freebirds is that that thing lasted a while. It actually ignited mm-hmm. the territory. You go back in those early archives, there's empty seats until the, until the um, uh, Freebirds got there. And then against the Von Erichs, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. But I, I just, this thing is just amazing just to watch. And then, to see the ending of this. Now, again, I'm not going to cut any corners because please talk about this as long as you like. I just, I'm just impressed sitting back watching just like this poetry in motion, them telling the story. It was just amazing. Yeah. Um, as, as the match was just drawn to an end, uh, you're wondering how is this going to end? How is the, the storyline going to be, you know, uh, going to go, go uh, going forward uh, to, to have the match end the way it did. Even I had like the drop jaw reaction, like, wait, they they pinned him, yeah, like in the ring, clean one two three. Roman gets pinned. That I could not. I if Roman's team was going to lose, I just for sure knew it was going to be Solo. Uh, that that he was going to be the one to eat the pin. I just couldn't possibly conceive of like Jay act. Jay finished the story. <laughs> for now, Jay, for, for now, now, Jay Jay has gotten the, the the upper hand on this. But now, where where do you go from from this point? You know, how is Solo feeling that he's looking at Roman like, dude, you you, you were the one that, that took this pin, not me. <laughs> you so, know, well, Solo, but, Solo gets the heat. Yeah, Solo's gonna get the heat for it. Uh, but this is. I mean, you can easily see this storyline just going through other twists and turns, you know, all the way up until WrestleMania next year. I mean, it's really just that good. I mean, credit to all four of these guys. Credit to Paul Heyman, um, who's I'm sure has been a big influence behind the scenes in the drafting of, of this story. I mean, Jay Uso, I mean, if you were giving out Oscars for 
for for performance. I mean, Jay Uso is just right there. Uh, see, he was the, the the catalyst for you know how the story all started. I mean, Roman deserves his his props as well, just being the the egotistical you know uh, champion that that he's become. Uh, Jimmy, you know, often looked upon as the weak link, has now become stronger. You know, uh, after his turn, I mean, it's just you can just point to so many different things with this story. It, it is the most captivating story um, in any promotion by far. It is what is giving WWE its legs. Is what you look to SmackDown for every single week, even if Roman's not on it. Yeah. You know the Uso. You know the Usos is going to be there. You know Paul Heyman is going to cut some type of promo. Solo is going to be there. Something keeps happening just about every single week that furthers the story along. And yeah, this is this is my filet mignon. Eat it up, folks, because yeah. <laughs> this this is the good stuff right here. This is the greatest storyline in my lifetime. And you know I, I'm ancient. I've been watching wrestling for a long time. You know this, right? Yeah, uh, it's the greatest stuff I've ever seen. Because every week there's something, and it doesn't have to, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, that to involve Roman, be Paul. And by the mm-hmm. way, that's, that's elder abuse on Paul. He's got to hold on to three championships. <laughs> that guy's going to pass out. It's going to be a tragedy. Don't let <laughs> open. It's, it's hot in there. He's got a full suit on. That's hard on a big man. And he's got th- he's got three belts he's holding on to. Like, I feel bad for him. I do. Like, at, like at some point, like, Paul, you can, you can put the other two belts down. Roman just meets the, the one. You know, he's lugging around these two belts. It's like, it's, it's okay, Paul. You can let the other two go. I mean, the, the one belt takes the place of two, but apparently not. <laughs> no, the tribal chief says, hold on to the championships. Where do you want to take them? <laughs> yeah, your, your point's well taken when you talk about Jey Uso. And I actually, I don't know the answer to who's going to be the heir apparent, Jay or Jimmy. I have no idea. I just know mm-hmm. it's, one of the, it's one of the great tag teams that I've seen. In an mm-hmm. era where it's not great tag team wrestling, but the point is those mm-hmm. that they're consistent. So yes. I'm not going to say any shade to those those two. They just mm-hmm. fight whoever the WWE puts against them, and I think that they flourish. I just think that with this whole story, to see Roman Reigns lose and take a pinfall for the first time since 2019, yeah. 2019. Yeah, that's wild. So you go through 2019, you don't lose in the pandemic. You don't mm-hmm. lose in 2021, 22, you, you, all these days as heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. and you finally take a pinfall. He didn't have to do that yet. Like, yeah, I mean, the best bet in Vegas is that Solo is going to take it. But now yeah. that extends the story, right? It's mm-hmm. like he didn't, like, Roman didn't have a backup. Mm-hmm. All, Paul Heyman wasn't going to come in there. Roman had to take it. So yeah. I just I just think that is fantastic. And, you know, that just only elevates Usos even more so. Um, mm-hmm. I, and here's what I'm thinking. There are more Samoans coming. Uh, and, and I, <laughs> it's, it's gotta be, it's got, there's more Samoans because there's plenty of Samoans in the Indies, right? Jacob Fox, yeah. was in the Indies. He's in mm-hmm. MLW. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So like he was champion, MLW champion for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I keep seeing, you see what I see on social, like, um, the, the, uh, dad of the Usos, have you seen this? Yeah. Like he says, I'm, he keeps threatening like he's got to be at Raw or SmackDown. I don't know. All I'm saying is, is that I expect more Samoans to support Roman. Yeah, at, at some point, uh, right now, with the Usos having the upper hand, you, you like, how does Roman get back? How does Roman get, get his lick back, as they say? How does he get back on top? Yeah, somebody else is coming. 
you know, whether it's whether they can snatch Jacob Fatu, you know, from the Indies and, yeah. and you know, have him, you know, as as more muscle, you know, along with Solo. Um, maybe, like I said, somebody else from the family comes in, you know, to provide support. Something is going to happen to, to further uh, what is the greatest storyline possibly in the in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, it, it just it just goes on. And the thing is, fans aren't tired, no. not in the least. No. no, not in the least. No. I mean, everyone's throwing their ones up when Roman uh, uh, makes his his entrance into the ring. You know, everyone's throwing we, we the ones when the Usos come in. This is. This storyline has done so much for Roman because we remember where he was four or five years ago, um, just kind of, you know, being forced on us, you know, as a baby face when probably you and I both know that that wasn't Roman's true character, that they never allowed him to really express himself and be himself. This storyline has allowed Roman to be himself. Then you take a team like the the Usos, who have been a a tag team, one of the greatest of, of all time, but have been stuck in kind of like tag team turmoil. They're in the main yeah. event. They've main evented WrestleMania. They've main evented now uh, Money in the Bank. I mean, I don't know. I didn't think that would have been possible for, you know, Jimmy and Jay three, four years ago. But this storyline has elevated them as well. Uh, Paul Heyman is always going to be Paul Heyman. He's great. And then you take someone like Solo Tocolo, uh, who just came from NXT. He really didn't have a long run in NXT. But they just immediately, you know, kind of brought him up to the main roster. And right from the jump, he comes in and proves himself, you know, both as a character and inside the ring. He put on some really good matches as a solo, uh, no pun intended, as a solo performer, um, you know, just like AJ Styles and and, and other guys, you know, on Raw. And I'm like, this is what the storyline has done for for the four of them. It has just elevated them to levels, you know, we just may not ever see again to have a storyline do that much for all of these individuals. CTJ, what is the best match at Money in the Bank at the O2 Arena in London? The best match you saw was? Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit uh, <laughs> on this one. Um, the Women's Money in the Bank match in, in terms of uh, just the match itself, the kind of the brutality, the the uh, the violence, uh, like the ending as well, um, but I can't can't look past the main event of the Bloodline Civil War just from a storyline standpoint and how it just continues to just be excellent week in and, and week out. Uh, the match itself was it was a good match, mm-hmm. but I was more impressed with the the. Uh, more impressed with the, the psychology of the match. So if I had to choose between the two of them, give me the women's money in the bank match just because of how hard the women uh, really went and showed out on, on that one. I, I, I loved it. Uh, for me, Cody Dom. Uh, that, no. Um, <laughs> no. Um, respectfully. Yes, respectfully. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, every time, respectfully. Um, you know, it. I can't turn a blind eye to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's happening with the Usos, as we just documented, just is just amazing because there's a lot more left on the table for those four 
uh, five yeah. if you include Paul Heyman. Yeah. But I got the women's match. I think they stole it. You take away you you take away the main event and the women's mm-hmm. match was the best that I saw. And you say, well, what about Seth Rollins? You know, like uh, it was fine. It was yeah, fine. It, it wasn't great. You know what I'm saying? Is that fair? Yeah, it's fine. No, it's absolutely fair. And here's the thing with Seth Rollins. We've seen this for so long with him. Yeah. Um, that that his ability to to give you really good matches, you know, just consistently now, at least in WWE for a decade, that I don't want to say we almost become numb to it, but it's just like if Seth Rollins is in the ring, we know we're going to get a quality match. Yep. Um but I, I think from a storyline perspective, he needed he needs someone to help elevate his game even more. Um, I don't know if Finn it, how I don't know if that storyline has progressed enough for Seth to take it to an even another level um, to to really perform. But I, I think we've also we've almost been spoiled by Seth. We've almost been spoiled by just how good he's been over the course of, of this decade. And the things that he can do uh, in the ring, uh, but it, it was it was a it was a fine match. It was a good match between him and Finn. But yeah, it it, it just it just missed something. It, it was missing a little something. I have not seen the uh, press conference. I see they wrapped up the press conference at the O2 Arena with Triple H and some of the wrestlers that were on the card tonight. But um, just hats off to everybody, and I'm talking about everybody mm-hmm. in wrestling. You see what's happening here? Everyone's trying to want top one another right everyone's trying to talk. we just got through you know the aw show that took place in toronto mm-hmm. um with forbidden door which was fantastic four plus hours of great action now here comes money in the bank and again it's mm-hmm. just everything set around the main event but also really good matches and surprises there's something mm-hmm. that we don't get in wrestling enough is the surprises and so yeah. we did a number of those in london and the fans were great and so yeah now it's like AW, what do you got to what are you gonna say about this? WWE, what are you gonna right. say? You know, New Japan, what are you gonna say? Indies, what are you gonna do? So we're in a great time. I'm so happy that we're in this great time because I'm gonna tell you something. During that Cena time, it was the shits. It was hard. <laughs> it's hard to tell somebody you're a wrestling fan. We see, when John Cena is the only thing that you're watching. It's like yeah. John Cena was in TNA. That's all. I yeah. mean, we went we went through a long time, brother. It, we went it through was. a long time with this, but now you can see step by step. Wrestling yeah. getting to another level. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't want to call it the dark times, but it, it was a, a bleak period for a little bit, uh, especially when WWE was just kind of there by itself and it didn't really have any uh, main competitors. Uh, yeah. But now that now that AEW is here, you've seen some of the other New Japan is trying to get more and more of a presence, you know, inside of the US. Uh, you see what some of the other you know promotions are doing, whether, whether it's MLW. Uh, Impact is still hanging in there, although, you know, they, they've got their issues. But you have other promotions, you know, that you can spread the wealth of, of these really from a, from a standpoint of where we are right now. I mean, the, the wrestling scene is just so dynamic. You have so many dynamic performers and they don't have to all, you know, be into one company and everyone's fighting, clawing and scratching you know, for, you know, a little bit of TV time that, you know, you can go to ROH and you can be the world champion there and, and do your thing. It's it's really, it's really an awesome time right now to, to, to be a wrestling fan because you, you've got so much uh, content to, to consume. 
we're going to blow up the the ctjreport.net right now. So hopefully you got a strong server because we're going to blow it up. Uh, <laughs> the best in pop culture and pro wrestling conversation. Uh, tell us about the your website. Yeah, CGJ Report. Uh, we just do uh, we do movie uh, trailers. We, we talk a little pop culture. We talk some sports. Uh, I have a, a blog post up probably tomorrow about the the Bulls and their sad state of affairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what we cover uh, over at the CTJ Report. Just uh, whatever you need from a pop culture standpoint or a little bit of sports uh, discussion, we we do that. And little and some and definitely sprinkles of pro wrestling slash sports entertainment, right? Absolutely. Uh, I will try to have a post up on on my reviews for a really strong uh, Money in the Bank uh, pay per view. It was a really strong pay per view. They, the the wrestlers really uh, they they put it all out there uh, tonight. It was one of the one of the better pay per views um, that, that WWE's had in, in quite a bit. Crowd made the show. The, the, yes. the competitors made the show, but the crowd made the show. Nineteen thousand yes. plus at the O2 to see this. Shout out to Michael Cole screaming, losing his voice, <laughs> screaming because he's putting it over. Uh, yeah. And you know what? It did a nice. They did a nice job because it was the SmackDown team that did mm-hmm. it, right? Yes. There was no Corey Graves tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kudos to to Michael Cole and uh, Wade Barrett, you know, for for their announcing. They they really helped, you know, sell what was going on as well. And uh, I'm sure uh, you can say this that, that London is definitely an A town. Oh, no question, absolutely <laughs> A town. And I can't wait for them to have WrestleMania. I think that's going to be really fantastic. Don't forget, we've got Good Karma Wrestling every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific. That's when we go live. You check us out on YouTube, youtube.com. Look for Good Karma Wrestling. Follow us at GKW underscore wrestling as well. And don't forget the ctjreport.net. That's where you can find CTJ. Uh, He's got the best in pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else. So for my guy, I'm Jay Hood. Don't forget to follow along on Instagram uh, at Good Karma Wrestling as well as uh, GKW underscore wrestling on Twitter. We'll just continue to give you the best in pro wrestling conversation on Good Karma Wrestling.